Gospel message. This week's gospel message is titled True Confession. Just two days ago, I received news that a friend of the family lost their child who was 21 years old. And when I heard the news and I was praying for the soul of the departed, I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, I hope he knew you. Even though he was just 21, I hope that he knew you. And even if he didn't have a full-blown relationship with you, I hope he had a thief at the right hand moment with you. And we all know the story of Jesus when he was being crucified and there was a thief to his right hand and to his left hand. And while the thief to the left hand was scoffing, the thief to the right hand acknowledged that he was guilty of the reason that he was being crucified, but also acknowledged that our Lord was innocent of all the charges being levied against him. And he asked Jesus to remember him when he entered his kingdom. So that, that moment of, of, of confession and of faith was what led to Jesus telling him and promising him that he would be with him in paradise. So when I heard of this young man, that was what I prayed. I said, if he didn't have a relationship with you, Lord, I pray that he had a thief at the right hand moment where you just revealed yourself to him somehow, some way, and he was able to connect with you. So I was reading Psalm 32 and just on its own, the, the, the verse, a verse came to me and I checked to see where the verse came from. And then I saw that the verse came from Psalm 32. And I just thought it was amazing how that entire chapter of Psalm 32 resonates with the prayer that I was praying for this young man with regards to having time to come to the Lord and acknowledge our iniquity as as sinners, acknowledge our flawed state and ask him to forgive us. And that's Psalm 32. It's a short chapter, so I'll read the whole thing because I think every verse there is incredibly important. So Psalm 32, reading from verse 1. Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no guile. When I kept my silence, my bones waxed old through my roaring all the day long. For day and night, thy hand was heavy upon me. My moisture is turned into the drought of summer, Selah. I acknowledged my sin unto thee, and mine iniquity have I not hid. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and thou forgave the iniquity of my sins, Selah. For this shall everyone that is godly pray unto thee in a time when thou mayest be found. Surely in the floods of great waters they shall not come nigh unto him. Thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. 
Selah. I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. Be ye not as the horse or as the mule, which have no understanding, whose mouth must be held with bit and bridle, lest they come near unto thee. Many sorrows shall be to the wicked, but he that trusted the Lord, mercy shall compass him about. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, ye righteous, and shout for joy, all ye that are upright in heart. So the, the chapter says it all when it comes to acknowledging our sins before God. It, it tells us of the benefit of doing that, but then the chapter also goes further to tell us about God's promises to us when we do that. Again, going back to this young man, I said, if it is only the Holy Spirit that can prompt us to confess, and that's all he does. He cannot force us to do it. He can prompt us. The Holy Spirit will always, when giving us that opportunity to know Christ, the Holy Spirit will always make us aware of truly those things that are transgressing to the Lord. Might do it at once, might do it in bits and pieces, but the only way we can make confession is to be aware of our transgressions. The only way we can be aware of the transgressions that truly grieve God is if the Spirit of God reveals this to us. So when the Spirit of God reveals a transgression or a state to us, something that needs to bring us to the foot of the cross, it is now up to us to make that true confession. I acknowledged my sin unto thee, is what the psalmist is saying, and my iniquity have I not hid. So when the, when the Spirit reveals this thing in us, to us, we have to take it. We have to acknowledge it unto ourselves first and then take it to God as our true confession. We can't hide it. God knows everything within us that is sinful, but it is not enough to say, God, you know my sin. It is now a requirement that we confess that sin unto the Lord. Confess the transgression and not hide it. It is only then that the Lord can forgive our iniquity. That Psalm also says when we hold on to this sin, especially when the spirit of the Lord has made us aware, but for some reason we want to downplay it. We want to say it's not a big deal, or we even want to find some way to justify it. And trust me, when we are doing all those accommodations, there is only one who is responsible for that. And that is the enemy who is trying to keep us from making that true confession. So when we are doing that, the Lord says that, that when we kept silent, our bones wax old within us, roaring all the day long. So we have to be mindful of the thing that keeps on coming back or the thing that the Lord for some way keeps on bringing back. He'll bring it back in a sermon. He'll bring it back directly through his spirit. He'll bring it back maybe in a movie that you watch or a song that you listen to, but something you can identify with and say, hey, I have this issue or this is me or I do this thing. The spirit of the Lord will give us ample opportunity and this is why the bible says god is long suffering but god is not long suffering for no reason he is long suffering only because he has given us an opportunity to come to him to confess these sins unto him to confess these transgressions we are only 
made guilty when we do not confess. Because the Bible is assuring us that when we confess, he forgives us. He is faithful and just to forgive the iniquity of our sin. He is saying this. He is saying this unto us. And then he's now telling us that he is our hiding place, that he will preserve us from all trouble. See, once we open ourselves to Christ by this true confession, it's we are now relinquishing all the works of the flesh that has held us in bondage. Satan does not want us to confess our sins. He, he will even use shame and embarrassment to cause us not to confess our sins to God, which is completely and utterly ridiculous. Because how can we be ashamed before the Most High God who sees into the innermost depths of our soul? It's crazy to be ashamed of it. But the worst thing we can do is just justify it. Because Satan is the one that does not want us to confess because he does not want us to become vulnerable before the Lord. Because once we confess our sins to God, we are rendering powerless every hold that Satan has over us by virtue of that sin. Remember, he is the accuser of the brethren. He will always try to say, listen, you are not worthy. You are this, you are that, or you are the other. Or he will now come and say, look, look, it's okay to do that because lots of people do that. God understands. And when Satan tells us God understands with regards to a sin, God understands that we are sinners, but never believe once that God understands that it is okay for us to continue in that iniquity. God does not understand that. He understands our weakness, but God does not understand that we choose to continue in iniquity. We should never, ever believe that lie of the devil that tells us, oh, it's okay to continue in this iniquity because God understands. Brothers and sisters, when Satan tells you that, say, get thee behind me, Satan, thou art an offense to me, because that is offensive testimony that he has given us when he says this thing. The Lord will prompt us to confess, confess. We have to make this true confession before God so that he can forgive the iniquity of that sin, so that he can be our hiding place and preserve us from trouble, so that he can now come pass us about with songs of deliverance, so that he can now instruct us and teach us in the way that we should go. That verse eight is very, very important. He says, once we have now confessed, made our true confession to God, we are now on God's side. We are now walking after the spirit. And once we are walking after the spirit, the spirit of God himself will guide us in the way that we should go. God says he will guide us with his own eye. What a precious, precious thing to say to a sinner. It is precious. And if that alone does not prompt us to make true confession to God, then I don't know what will. When he says, confess, I will guide you. I will be the one to lead you with my eye. The eye of the creator of the universe is the one leading us in this walk of life. Verse 9 says, do not be of a horse or a mule that has no understanding, whose mouth must be held by bit and bridle. He says, let us not do that. Don't, don't, don't be, let us not be ignorant. Let us not act like those who don't have understanding when it comes to how important it is to make our true confession. Let us not be like those. The, the, he also says in verse two, he says, 
Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth no iniquity, in whose spirit there is no guile. Guile means cunningness. It means deceitfulness. There is no deceit. Sometimes we try to be cunning. Remember what I said about, you know, justifying the sin. When we now try to use sense to say, ah, well, God understands because after all, he's the one who created me with this thing. He knows, he knows I'm struggling and yet we make no effort to turn from it. Yes, he knows we're struggling when we make an effort not to do that thing. Not when we accept it and continue to do it. That is not struggle. That is submission. That is submission to the very iniquity that the Lord is trying to deliver us from. So he said, in whose spirit there is no guile. Let We have to say, just even pray it. Lord God, Jehovah, if there is any guile in my spirit, continue, cast it out of me. Reveal it to me and cast it out of me. We have to know when Satan is deceiving us to, be, to have guile, where we are now trying to bargain with God in order to continue in iniquity. We have to be mindful. We have to be mindful because Satan wants us to do that. He wants us to keep silent. He wants us not to confess our sin. Say, blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. That transgression can only be forgiven when we confess it, when we confess the transgression to God. That's all he's asking us to do, to come to him and make that true confession. And when we do, when we do, he says, be glad in the Lord and rejoice, ye righteous. The righteous are those who have righteousness in Christ Jesus because they are followers of Christ Jesus, because they have acknowledged that they are sinful and that only he can save us from our sin. So he says, be, rejoice, ye righteous, and shout for joy, all ye that are upright in heart. Upright in heart is a journey. It's a journey. But that the journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. And that first step, brothers and sisters, is that we have to yield to the prompting of the Holy Spirit and confess Make a confession of our iniquity unto God. Admit the weakness. Admit how hard it is. Admit the struggle. Admit the struggle. Say, Lord, deliver me from this thing that has me bound. And he will. He will make a way. He will guide us with his eye. And he will deliver us because it is not the will of the Lord for us to remain in the bondage of iniquity. It is his will to deliver us. And he has delivered us in Christ Jesus. All he asks is that we turn to him, confess our sins unto him, receive him, receive his cleansing life, his cleansing blood unto salvation. And now follow his spirit as his spirit guides us in the way of uprightness, in the way of righteousness. It starts with that true confession. So today, brothers and sisters, let us pray to the Lord that his spirit reveal to us and in us anything within us that is keeping us in the bondage of iniquity and sin. And let us also pray that he guide us and lead us out. Make that true confession to God today. Just the confession of the struggle of the iniquity. And he is faithful and just to deliver us as his word has assured us. And may we continue to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen.